how long someone has been working on changing their behaviors. It doesn't matter how consistent they've been. Every, everyone is going to eventually experience retraction. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. The biggest difference between a coach that is simply a plan writer or an accountability buddy or a coach who operates more on the surface, right? The coach who coaches for an end physical result versus the coach who craves going deeper and having conversations around emotion and thought patterns and subconscious triggers and conditioning and all of the yummy neurological things that I know light me up and light up so many of us when we're able to actually sink our teeth into the real gritty stuff that's causing our clients to behave in the ways that they're behaving. The difference between those two coaches when it comes to the work we're actually doing with our clients is coach A, the coach who is operating more on the surface, is so hyper-focused on the action that our clients are taking. They are skipping four steps, four stages in the change process in order to just feel validated, in order to create or push their clients into an end physical result that proves they know what they're doing. The thing about it is we all start out as that coach. I definitely did, so many of you have as well. We, we have to start there. We have to start with the tools we're given, right? Our traditional coaching certifications teach us how to coach physical change. Yes, of course, they also touch on why mindset is so important, but there is no actual training on how to incorporate the mindset, the psychology, the emotional experience of our clients into the work that we're doing. So we all begin on the surface. We're all there. So there's no judgment about that. And if that's where you currently are, amazing. That just tells me that you're newer into your coaching journey. That's awesome. But eventually, what you're gonna realize is that just by giving our clients action steps isn't actually changing anything on a deeper level. They are still going to get triggered by the same things over and over and over again. You're going to have the same conversations with them over and over and over again around why they couldn't be adherent, why they struggled, what barriers they faced, and it's going to start to feel like Groundhog Day. It's going to feel frustrating because it feels like we're never actually moving them towards any sort of real meaningful change. Even if the scale's going down, even if they're successful in creating physical change, okay? The thing about it is when you get to that point in your coaching career, we start looking for answers. And where most of us land is on, on the pillar of mindset. Okay, mindset must be the reason why, and it is, it is. But when we say mindset, we're looking too globally, we're looking too broad. Mindset is such a huge topic, okay? What does mindset even mean to you? Do you even understand yet what it means when you say mindset work? It's so normalized now in the coaching industry to incorporate mindset work, I'm doing air quotes right now, in our coaching packages. It's become 
normal for our clients to expect that mindset work is a piece of their journey. But the problem is, is that we aren't trained on how to actually do the mindset thing. So many coaches are information junkies, right? We listen to podcasts, we read books, we read um, research papers, we're taking more certifications, more courses, we look for mentors, we have business coaches, like we are knowledge junkies. Right. And because of that, a lot of us have done personal growth work. A lot of us understand for ourselves what has worked for us to work through our own mindset blocks. And so we regurgitate that. We parrot it. We use what worked for us with our clients. And that's fine. That's where so many of us start. But today I want to just break down a more seamless framework so that you can better understand why some things work and why some things don't. So before I do that, I want you to understand that there are five stages that every client must move through if they are to reach true sustainable change. Okay. When we jump in with action steps, when we get a new client and we just push them into action, change this, do this, follow this plan. I'm going to hold you accountable. We're going to check in and I'm going to push you forward, right? We're actually hopping right to stage three. We're skipping stage one and two and we're forgetting about four and five. Stage three is the action stage. That's where a lot of rewiring happens in terms of the way that we're thinking about ourselves, the way that we're thinking about food, the way that we are, are approaching our behaviors around food or in triggering moments specifically. But the first two stages is where what we're going to call awareness happens and where we create space around our triggers. So I want to break those down for you right now. Stage one is going to be your typical awareness stage. And I don't want, you're probably rolling your eyes. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know awareness is important, but just bear with me because you don't understand the way that we're traditionally thinking about awareness is through the lens of, is my client aware that they are binging at night because they're stressed? Is my client aware that they are losing control in the evenings because they don't feel supported by their significant other, right? We're looking for these really big chunks of information to bring awareness to inside of our, our clients in their sessions with them so that they know why they keep falling into their patterns. But the reason why that's not impactful is because one, the pattern we're bringing awareness to is too big and we aren't actually able to distill it down into any sort of real actionable change. And number two, we aren't actually creating awareness for ourselves around what are the emotional experiences that our clients are moving through when that pattern occurs. What are the thought processes our clients are experiencing when that pattern occurs? What is the true trigger? What's actually triggering them into this subconscious pattern? And why does that particular behavior result because that trigger occurred? Because that pattern cascade was initiated. That is true awareness. That is true awareness. So when we're looking at, for example, um, I, my client keeps binging on the weekends because their life is so stressful. Okay. That's a very global, very general and very common awareness pattern, but what's actually happening on a more granular level. Okay. 
what does stress really look like to that person? What does it feel like? How are they interpreting it? What's their perception of it? How do they define stress, right? And what about binging? How do you define binging? What's your experience there? You're gonna have clients who believe binging is eating a cookie on Friday night instead of a yogurt cup, okay? And then you're gonna have clients who are actually clinically diagnosed as binge eaters. There is a whole spectrum. And if we work under the assumption that my client is stressed so she binges and we don't go deeper than that, you aren't actually bringing true awareness to them and you're not bringing true awareness for you to use that information in your coaching. So in stage one, it's not just about noticing the pattern they fall into, it's about picking it apart a little bit. Let's get granular with it. Let's look at what's happening emotionally. Let's look at what's happening psychologically. Let's look at their interpretation of what's going on. Let's look at my interpretation of what's going on and let's see where my ego is getting involved and making assumptions and let's smooth that out so that I'm more clear and open to their experience. That is stage one. From there, we need to move into stage two before we can actually create change around their pattern. When they're in stage one, they're aware of what's happening, but they're still intimately obsessed with judging it. They are, they're thinking this shouldn't be happening. I should be able to just control myself. I should be able to follow the action steps you gave me and not lose control on the weekends. I should, I should, I should. They're shitting all over themselves, right? So in order to move them out of that mental place and into a space where they're actually ready to receive suggestions to create change, we need to create space around their patterns. And that's what stage two is all about. I call it um, releasing the reaction. Okay, stage one is revealing the pattern. Stage two is releasing the reaction to the pattern. If we are judging something, if we're reacting to it, we are still caught in a subconscious loop that happens so incredibly fast that there's no way when someone feels triggered, they're gonna be able to follow your action step. We need to create space around their triggered reaction so that we have an opportunity to choose differently, to engage in a new behavior when they've been triggered. Okay, so stage two is about creating a tiny little crack in their subconscious pathway so that we're able to insert a new behavior, a new thought, a new emotion. We're able to get more clear around what it is they actually wanna do in that moment, how they actually wanna respond instead of react unconsciously. Okay, so stage two is all about helping them to better understand their emotional reactions, to sit in it, to feel it, to experience it, to get curious about it, to explore their thought patterns on a deeper level, to look at them, to create space in a moment that they've been triggered to stop and go, I've been triggered right now. If they can feel triggered and identify that they've been triggered, that is a, a pocket of time we can work with. Okay, and it's not about not engaging in the behavior at this point. It's about recognizing where they're falling into unconscious patterns and pulling out the pieces of information in that moment so that we can get more clear around what's going on without judging it. From there, we can move into the action stage. Now, this is where everybody starts, and that's why it doesn't work. 
Can you see now that unless there's awareness, a deep level of intimate awareness, and unless we have space around those patterns, around those triggers, without immediately falling into an unconscious state, action steps don't matter. If we have space around our triggers, now we can insert an action step there that will help them to engage in the new behavior. Now they're open to suggestions. Now when they've been triggered and they can say, I've been triggered, and they have a pocket of time there before they fall into their old pattern, now they're open to the idea of going for a walk instead of eating the tub of ice cream. Now they're open to the idea of calling a friend on the phone instead of binging on chips and watching Netflix all night. Now they're open to the idea of journaling or meditating or doing yoga. But if we start there, it's never going to work because they're going to continue to feel triggered and they're going to continue to fall into unconscious patterns and they're never going to break out of that cycle. We can't start there. Okay. Once we've been able to create some shifts in their behaviors, now we move into stage four. This is called retraction. Okay. Now it doesn't matter how, how long someone has been working on changing their behaviors. It doesn't matter how consistent they've been. Every, everyone is going to eventually experience retraction. We can't expand and expand and expand and expand forever. Eventually we are going to retract. Retraction can sometimes be perceived as failure. So, a client has this binge eating client, they binge on the weekends because they're stressed at work through the week, whatever. They haven't binged on the weekend for three weeks. And then the fourth week comes and they completely lose it. And they don't text you, they go radio silent, they have a huge blowout on the weekend, they've come to you on Monday in tears. Why do I keep doing this? Well, actually, that is such a moment to celebrate because their attraction period was three weeks, whereas previous to that, it was week, weekly, right? It was happening weekly, they were binging weekly, and we just expanded the time between their binge eating episodes. They have to understand that their patterns are going to continue to happen periodically when they get triggered by new things, when they experience their triggers in new contexts, right? life is going to continue to happen. They are going to continue to feel stressed and the pattern in their mind that tells them when I'm stressed, I need to eat isn't disappearing. We're just creating a new pattern over top of it that eventually will become stronger than it. But for now, that pattern is still there and it's still active and it's still strong and it's going to continue to pull them back into the disempowering state of reaching for food when they feel stressed to feel better. They need to understand that and they need to recognize that, okay, this retraction period was three weeks. Next time, maybe it's four and then it's five and then it's eight and then it's 10 and then it barely ever happens. But if we judge that retraction period as failure, now we feel like we're restarting and that comes with a whole new set of judgment that comes with a whole new set of shame of guilt. And that's very heavy and can cause us to want to give up, right? 
So it's really important we have this conversation with them about retraction. And then the last stage, stage five, is actually, I call it rise, but this is a really important stage that many of us skip. This is where we actually are going to help our clients re-determine de re or re-define um, who they are. We've changed their belief systems. We've changed their value systems. We've changed how they perceive different things in their life. We've changed their relationships to themselves, to food, to different social circles. Like a lot has changed for them over the last four stages and however many months they've been working with you. So now the big question arises, who am I now? And if we just send our clients out into the world and we haven't helped them reestablish who they are, they can very easily fall back into past patterns because they knew who they were then. They knew who they were when they went out for dinner and they just ordered the burger and fries with their friends because they were the party girl, right? They knew who they were when they binged on the weekends because their husband likes to order pizza and that's how they connect on Friday night. They knew who they were then. Who are they now? We need to have these conversations with them so that they feel safe to be this new version of them. So that they feel safe to continue inside of these stages, continue using the tools you've offered them, continue asking themselves the questions that you asked them every time they feel triggered. Because they're gonna continue to feel triggered. That's life, things trigger us. It's how we respond to those triggers that determines the trajectory of our life. They have to understand that this work is never done. The context in which they're being triggered has shifted, but it's going to happen again in different contexts and they need to be ready for that when you're not there holding their hand. This is how you cement in the changes you were able to create even when you're not there with them. That's how they never backslide again, okay? Each stage has its own set of questions. Each stage has its own set of tools. If you're using tools from stage four when they're in stage one, they're not gonna work. If you're providing action steps to them when they're in stage one and they don't even know what the fuck is going on yet, the action steps are not applicable. If you're asking them questions about their retraction and they don't even know what patterns they're engaging in yet, the question isn't going to land. They're going to be resistant. They're going to feel triggered by it because they're not going to know the answer. It's so important that you understand what questions to ask at which stage and what tools to use at which stage and how to progress them through the stages so that their process feels seamless, so that they feel clear, so that they don't feel like they need to be jumping around all the time, like they need to keep up with everyone else, like they need to push and do things faster and get it right. If they can settle into a process and know that there's a clear set of stages that they need to work through, and you can ground yourself knowing that you're, you're gonna be able to move th them through each stage because you have the tools and the questions you need to support them inside of each one, and you're gonna know when they're ready to move into the next one, you can just breathe, you can play. It can, this, this framework can act as bumper pads for you instead of feeling like you're constantly winging it, trying to juggle all of the problems they're, they're throwing at you each and every week. You'll be able to make sense of them and help them make sense of them. 
right? Simplicity is such a form of power and this is the way that I teach my students how to create simplicity inside of this really meaningful, very deep and often emotionally exhausting work. If this is something that you feel that you want support in, if you want to learn more intimately how to employ these stages inside of your own coaching process, your own client journey, that's why I created trigger mapping. That's why trigger mapping exists to help coaches like you who crave going deeper than just the surface level traditional model. Okay. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And if you're interested in learning more about trigger mapping, you can go to that link and you can learn all about it. And if you want to have a conversation with me, you can reach out and we'll chat. I would absolutely love to support you inside of inserting this into your business or Take this, look at the stages that you're moving your clients through. Look at the process you're currently moving your clients through and refine it. Are you, judge, are you jumping right into action or are you holding space for them to be able to explore more intimately what they're actually experiencing? Are you able to hold space for them to release judgment of what they're experiencing before you provide action steps? And what is your relationship with slowing down inside of the coaching journey? How does that feel difficult for you? How is that triggering for you as the coach? It's going to challenge a lot of belief systems you currently hold around what creates value from the work that you're providing them, from the role that you are filling for them. Are you ready to face that? Because you need to be. If you want to go deeper and you want to create more powerful change, you have to be okay with this process taking longer. You can't have it both ways. Right? You can't have it both ways. You can't push someone to an end physical result so that you feel really good about how quickly you were able to do that for someone and at the same time, in the same breath, create a really deep, powerful shift for them internally. It doesn't work that way. Oftentimes, the physical change will follow the internal one. Are you willing to sit inside of that internal shift when it gets rocky, when it gets uncomfortable? These are big questions you need to ask yourself. And if you are, Amazing. Start playing inside of that. Start slowing down. Start asking bigger questions sooner in the coaching relationship. That's how you'll discover the real you, the real guy that you want to be, right? You have to be ready for the grit. Feeling aligned inside of what you're doing doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't have to be easy to be right. Okay. This, nothing about this is easy. Everything about this is going to trigger you. Everything about this is going to make you look at the pieces of you that you don't want to look at. You are conditioned as well. You have triggers as well. And doing this with someone else is often going to bring all of that to the forefront for you. We all become coaches for a very similar reason. It's because we moved through something that we want to help someone else move through too. We have a bigger vision for the world. We want to create really powerful shifts for people, right? But in order to do that, we have to be willing to hold that uncomfortable space. We have to be the bearers of it. We have to walk up to the gate and walk right through. Okay. We have to be willing to look at those deep, dark pieces of ourselves and start to question our own conditioning. Otherwise we're going to push. Otherwise we're going to rush. We're going to speed through. We're going to pull them to the end as fast as possible because that's what's comfortable for our ego. That's what we know. That's what makes us valuable. That's what validates us. We need to be willing to 
for our ego to die a thousand deaths in order to open up the space necessary to create really deep, powerful change for the people who were called to serve. Let this be an invitation for you to step into that. I'm so excited for you to play within it. And of course, I'm here for you if you have any questions about it. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this created some big ahas for you. I hope this got you thinking about your own client journey and your own coaching process in an entirely new way. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.